Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is the Best Hang Podcast featuring Max Kerman, Shane Cunningham, and I am Mike Bierman. Welcome to the Best Hang Podcast. I am Mike. We got Max. We got Shane. Max, I see you are wearing a Best Hang sweater, which looks so good on you. I don't mess around. And listeners, if you want one, if you want a hat, if you want a sweater, if you want a t-shirt, go check it out. Besthangpodcast.com. You know, we got merch. Uh, even if you don't listen to the podcast, it just looks like a cool brand. You know, it's like, oh, is that some cool streetwear hipster thing? By the way, is hipster like just a term that Gen Z don't use? Because yeah. I... I, I because uh, Bruce McCullough was saying hipsters, calling us all hipsters all the time, and uh, and it was I was like, oh, he kind of sounds like an old guy saying hipsters because I, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I'm like, I say hipsters all the time too. But then I also thought I was like, my mom says all you hipsters. And I was like, I don't think people under 25 no. say the word hipster. The world's gotten too eclectic where everyone's a hipster to some extent. So you just it's redundant to call someone a hipster. Like yeah. anything is hip right now. You anything being unhip is hip. You know, trying hard is hip. Not trying hard is hip. You know what's fucking cool, though. Speaking of that, is twice in the last week, uh, I've I've been complimented uh, mm. by African Americans about my style, and I and, and I was in a guitar shop in uh, L.A. two weeks ago, and the security guard, this young lady, it's cool, very cool black chick, she comes up to me, she's like, "Yo, where's that shirt?" For? She, you know, she goes. Excuse me, sir. I'm like, oh God, did I like touch the guitar? Am I, do they think I'm stealing something? She's like, where'd you get your shirt? And I was wearing that ridiculous Atlantis casino shirt with like all the playing cards on it. It's like a oh, white yeah. t-shirt. Mm-hmm. It's like all these red cards. I'm like, oh, uh, I got it at a, um, like a vintage store. She's like, that shit hard as fuck. That shit is hard as fuck. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, I was like sick. And then, um, <laughs> yesterday leaving the hockey game, uh, some other security guard, I was wearing my flames jacket, like the, it's the black jacket with like the white flames coming up from the bottom. 
Yeah. He's like, excuse me, sir. I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. He's like, your jacket? That's hard as fuck. No, the yeah, same phrasing? Same, exact same wow. phrasing. Twice in like two weeks. It was the, it was awesome. It was very cool. <laughs> so you're feeling very confident about your style choices. Yeah. Yeah. You have a I know you guys style. roll your eyes. Yeah, but but I don't know. Yeah, I know, I know some people think it's ridiculous. And some people, I was with uh, the Nut and, and our other buddy, Brent, and they were like, I hate that jacket. But now that <laughs> that cool security guard said that the jacket was hard as fuck, then maybe it is a cool jacket. You, you know? dress like a 12-year-old in the 90s. That's your style. Yeah. <laughs> Mike and I were at the keg and there was this, I think it was a man. We're like, oh my God. We invited you to go to the keg. You turned us down, which fine. You yeah. know, you were busy. You had to yeah. do a live with Tom Power or something on Instagram. We got it. <laughs> but we're eating. I'm like, holy shit, there's Max. And it's this man wearing a starters pullover Blue Jays jacket and <laughs> yeah. like an old hat. And he had big curly hair and it looked identical to you. How crazy. Yeah. And he was kind of like rolling with like a weird group of people. Like it, that guy could have been a star. It was very weird. It was like, yeah, it was like faux Max at the keg in downtown Toronto. I do like the keg. It's a good yeah. one. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I find the song and dance when you go out to dinner with people and paying for the bill is so funny to me because Sometimes it's on the corporate card, right? Yeah. Um, so it's it's like, but then you, I don't know how expenses work with some people. So sometimes you're with somebody and they can totally justify putting it on the corporate card. But sometimes it's like, no, I'm actually paying for it. But under no circumstances do I want to contribute if some massive corporation is just going to be picking up the bill. But you still have to sort of offer and be polite. Hopefully you're good <laughs> enough friends with these people that they, they're just honest with you. You don't have to be awkward yeah. about it. <laughs> but I... Uh, but that, but yeah, basically, as soon as somebody says the company's paying for it, I'm like, thank God I'm putting my card away. I'm not being polite. <laughs> but it, at all. It's not like money matters with the people you go out with, Max. You're with like the <laughs> Prince of Egypt and the guy from White Lotus, you know, or Nick Nurse. <laughs> well, that's a good question, actually. Okay. So for our listeners, obviously, we saw on your socials you were down in Florida yeah. for the NHL all-star game yeah. and you, you, you pop up there with dude who stars in season two of white Lotus. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Albie, yeah, Adam, Bla- DeMarco. Adam oh. DeMarco. Adam oh, DeMarco. Oh, Albie's his name on the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, that makes sense. Okay. A- yeah. A- Adam DeMarco. My apologies for not knowing the actor's name, but uh, he's fantastic in that show. I am Amazing. three episodes in now. I'm finally getting into it, but um, I saw that you were with this guy. I uh-huh. see you're both, both around the same height. I actually yeah. thought he was taller watching Me too. the show. I thought he was going to be like six foot four because yes. he seems so much bigger than his dad and his grandpa on the show. Right. Yes. Which makes me think my, Michael Imperioli might be a little bit on the shorter side. Anyway, That's right. Long story long. Uh-huh. Uh, or my question was going to be, you know, Shane, you're mentioning the Prince of Egypt or Nick Nurse or whatever. <laughs> These people who uh, have abundance of wealth. I don't know what Adam DeMarco's deal is, but it's like, this is kind of like his first show that I've seen him in. Like, it's like, is he, what's his vibe? Like, is he like, kind of like, it's, it's all new for him. It feels like, you know what I mean? He's probably becoming famous for the first time. You know what I mean? I don't know if he has tons of money. He's just done one show. Yeah. He's in the biggest show in the world. No, it's, it's a great question. I, and I thought about this a lot this weekend. Yeah. So, okay. So what happened was I was just going to go down to the all-star weekend just for fun. Just like, cause uh, the nut was down there doing some work and we, we know a bunch of people with NHL. So, and I, and I had texted my guy, Steve, uh, who runs head of content, uh, I was like, Hey Steve, are there, uh, you know, tickets kicking around or whatever for, for all-star weekend stuff. He's like, yeah, I'll search you out. No problem. I'm like, cool. Okay. So, so I go down, I'm literally at it's 12 o'clock noon, uh, on the Friday and I'm at customs at Pearson airport. And I just get a, a text from Steve going, uh, I have an idea. I'm going to call you. Or Bryn's going to call you. I'm like, okay, cool. And then Bryn texts me. She's like, so yeah, you're okay to judge the skills competition tonight? I'm like, you know, she said, you're okay to be the judge tonight? I'm like, judge what? 
<laughs> she's like, oh, I thought Steve mentioned it. The skills competition. I was like, uh, uh, okay, sure. This is kind of entertaining. So I'm like, okay. So basically the flight was supposed to land at around 4, 4.30. I was supposed to be at the arena for 6, 6.30. Our flight got a little bit delayed. So basically like we land at 5.20 and I'm with our buddy Brent and I have to decide, am I going to go to the hotel and drop my stuff off, shower and shave because I'm going to be on like national television. This thing's on ESPN. Or do I have to like just go right to the arena because I'm going to be late? So I was like, so I had to make a calculation. So basically what I ended up doing was I ended up going to the bathroom at Fort Lauderdale airport and shaving and trying Mm. to make myself look nice. I gave my stuff to Brent, get an Uber, go straight to the arena. And I didn't really know who the panel of judges was. Uh, And then manager Ash told me, she's like, oh, it's going to be uh, this like n- number 17 ranked tennis player in the world, her name is Victoria, uh, the Street Profits, who are two WWE wrestler guys, and Adam DeMarco from White Lotus. And I was so elated by that because obviously I love White Lotus. And he is an Oakville guy. He grew up playing hockey with John Tavares. They were like teammates. He's uh, a Canadian? At, oh, yeah. He went to McMaster for a year. Yeah. What? I didn't know any of this. Shane, you knew this? You well, deep only down- because <laughs> Ash put a photo of him in our, our text group with Tavares. Mm-hmm. Oh, like when they were little right, kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Got you. But it was so interesting. So he moved out to Vancouver. He's from Oakville. He's been acting in, you know, lots of different. He's 32, by the way. I think some people think he's you younger. Know, 19 he looks, or something. He looks like much that. younger. And, you know, I think, you know, he he was in some like TV shows that were on Netflix or whatever. And uh, he, it was pretty amazing to be around him because so, every single person in the arena as we're walking through the concourse wanted a photo with him. He, uh, he, like literally every demographic too, it was just like, there's like 15 year old kids who wanted a photo, 50 year olds that wanted a photo, everybody that was in our suite wanted a photo. And it was just, must've been, it's must've been such a surreal time to go from sort of just like a working actor who's been doing it for like, you know, professionally for like about 12 years, right? Like all of his adults, twenties, early thirties, you know, he's just a guy. And then now he's really like, you know, as you say, Mike, he's in like the hottest TV show. Um, but really nice, kind of quiet, you know, um, sort of like his character a little bit, sort of just sort of like a quiet sort of maybe discerning kind of person. And, uh, but funny too, like, uh, I, we took a photo together and we both held up tens. Uh, I posted on Instagram, but he was like, should we do 69? <laughs> That's <laughs> a good one. That's a classic. <laughs> Six, nine jokes always work. <laughs> and, and Pete Davidson was a judge on the NFL combine. No NFL, whatever the all-star game is that they just had on Sunday. And he, the first rating he gave was a 69 uh, oh, okay. for whatever happened. Yeah. So that always works. Um, but yeah, it was a very like funny, uh, surreal night because yeah, I was not expecting to, to work. Uh, and, and now I can put, you know, my Uber drives, uh, on the Arkell's company card because it was, it was, it was a professional appearance, right? Yeah, exactly. But a few questions about it. So you post a photo with him. Yeah. You're probably like, okay, he's 32. We're like the same. We're kind of like brothers, but you put it online (laughs) and a lot of people were commenting that you were his dad. dad. Yeah. So how do you feel? No way. Yeah. yeah. You're in that awkward age where you could play a dad. (laughs) Unlike, you know, a WB show. How does that make you feel? And he's just on the cusp under where he could be your son, even though you're only three that. years apart or something. Well, yeah, you know, I, I did. You know, it's funny, though. Uh, the same thing happened with John Tavares because he and John Tavares uh, took a photo together and everybody was like, John Tavares is your dad. 
he looks exactly like your dad. So I, I wasn't too offended by it, but uh, I didn't think I looked that much older than him. I thought that maybe <laughs> I thought we could be friends. Like I thought we could like go to a bar together. Yeah, dads are friends did. with people too, Max. Uh, <laughs> Shane, <laughs> Shane, you've really uh, touched a sore spot here. I can feel the air in the pod is sort of no, Max no, no, is no, sort no. of. I mean, I did see those comments. I will say, yeah, I, I wasn't pointing out that he looks like a dad. I was just <laughs> thinking, oh, how would I feel? Because I always look in the mirror and I'm, I think I'm 20. So to yeah. get mm. other people's comments based off perception and everything thing because like we said adam seems Demarco, younger than he yeah. is especially because yeah. of his character on the show my other question is yeah. you gave someone a two rating and mm-hmm. i think it's like haha it's a skills competition this is all fun and games but sometimes there's incentives like i think in nhl contracts if you win a competition oh. maybe you get a bonus <laughs> was anyone pissed when you gave them that joke two rating or if you give them a lower rating or how serious was no okay, so basically inside baseball here is that because I, I wasn't really i didn't even really understand like how it worked because we had to, we were on like 30 minutes apart so for instance i gave mitch marner a five out of ten i thought i was gonna be able to judge mitch you know for i thought it was like a dunk contest you know mm-hmm. you're gonna see somebody do like four different things so i give him a five for the first time to not show him any hometown favoritism and then i'd give him a 10 or whatever but it was only his his only thing was the one five that I gave him. I was like, oh shit, I feel kind of bad because I know Mitch a little bit. And actually he commented on that Adam DeMarco uh, post and he was like, it's good to see that you can give something more than just a five because he was was kind of leaning into it. So um, what happened though was just before the one I gave it to, which was from Matthew Kachuk, uh, Sidney Crosby and Ovechkin came out and they did a thing together with Ovi's kid and Ovi's kid ended up scoring the goal. We all gave the kid a 10 and that was that. Um, See, now to me, I would have thought that that would have been the one you went lower on because you sort of, if you listen to this podcast, you don't like the kid gimmick stuff. Yeah, you're like the Larry David of the pod. So that would be a cool move to give a low rating to a child. It would be very funny. That would be funny, but you know, I don't want to piss off the Russians. Come Mm -hmm. on. Just kidding. Um, And no, I mean, I I think it was a really sentimental, sweet moment uh, because. Ovechkin and Sydney have been in the league together for so long. Mm. They're, they've come together in this bit, whatever. And, and like that was sort of the way the wind was blowing in the room, right? It was just like, okay, everybody's like super into this moment of these two legends together. Mm. You know, so going to the last one, I figured I just need to mix it up a little bit because I needed something to go home with that would be funny on TikTok. That was like my only real goal, right? Yeah. Like I don't really care about it. And I was like, you know what? I need to lean in. I need to be the heel. You know, I need to be a WWE yeah. character where I'm like, come at me. Yeah. So um, I just thought it'd be funny. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to lean into this, give it a two. I figured people would boo me and then I'd go, screw you. I don't care. And that's exactly what happened. And what was great about it was I got so much feedback on that. Like uh, I was getting text messages from like hockey guys. I was like, while I was walking around the arena, uh, people were like, yo, two out of 10. I like it. Like people kind of enjoyed it. Um, I did feel a little bit bad though, Shane, to your question Mm -hmm. about you know, did I deny Matthew Kachuk like an, an all-star bonus? I don't think that would have been in his contract because it was such like a silly skit-based event. I don't think that they would have. And he won the NHL All-Star MVP the next day anyway. So he probably made some money for that. I don't think he could have made extra money for winning a skills competition. But if he did, that would be very interesting. And so I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to text him. Uh, so I got his number from a mutual friend uh, who also plays D- Doug ha- Dougie Hamilton. And he gave me his number, and I was like, "Hey, Matthew, just so you know, big fan of yours. I uh, hope you, you know you, you had an amazing weekend, et cetera, et cetera." Uh, I was just sort of leaning into the comedy by giving you a two out of ten. No response. So we'll see. 
His and you're sure it was red. the right number. <laughs> it could be a different number. Mm. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'll let you know if, if he gets back to me. But uh, but it was worth it. You know, I, you, you can't please everybody. You know what you though? Know? It's like, but these guys are in the league because they're the most, some of the most competitive people in the world because of their drive. So even something as silly and innocuous as a skills competition, I guarantee he wants to win. Yeah, um, that is true. In, that is true. And in that case, so if if you're sending him a text like you were just leaning into the comedy, you were doing it for the LOLs, yeah. and you're and he's like, I I could see him just not responding you know yeah not, yeah we'll see i don't know it's not should, a should, I, should i send a follow-up uh matthew question mark <laughs> dot 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah how do i how do i respond to my own text message to him but yeah we ended up um going out <clears throat> after we went to the, ga- the game the next day and uh Ad- oh it was actually kind of sweet adam brought a buddy of his from vancouver uh, who's like a hockey loving dude big flames fan so you know, the nut and Brent and Adam and his buddy and some other folks that, that we know that work at MLSC. We all kind of went, we actually went to a, like a house party because, um, our, our friend Scotty Upshaw who played in the league, he was hosting a thing at his place uh, that he was renting. So we all went there. Uh, Elliot Friedman, Kevin BX. It was a real kind of just nice get together with like ho- hockey folks. That was cool. Yeah. I had a great weekend. And then I just flew back here and I'm going to the Raptors 905 tonight. Because uh, there's a Bloor Holland View event, which is like a, a children's rehabilitation hospital, and they're they're doing something that I'm helping out with. So so, so I'm back in town. That's but nice. then I'm going to the Super Bowl uh, on Wednesday. Jesus, for, for those, you do I it was all, just, eh, Max? <laughs> how does that well, work? You, you, you're not paying for the Super Bowl. How, how do you get there? Um, I I got a I got a buddy who's who's starting starting out a flight. You know? What? Who? And, uh, just say, just say, Bill come Clinton. On, it's you okay. Drag the <laughs> entire Clinton. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, Max, how much do you follow the NFL? Are you excited about the Super Bowl, or are you just like this? Could be anything. It could be any big event that happens no, in North no, America. No, no, This is what's happening. Um, the goal is see because we're going with the nut, and he, you know, he just wants to get into all the parties because everyone well, just he, talks oh, about he, it. This is like an annual thing for him. The Nuts yeah. been going to the Super Bowl for probably a decade now. Yeah. So he goes. It's it's like his Christmas basically. And it is just his goal to get into every party. So, you know, there, he has like a whole itinerary. He treats it like it's like a chess match or something because it's like one favor in exchange for another favor. And, you know, actually, but he I, being a third, the third wheel, because I'm the third wheel in this situation because it's a, Brent is, is the, his plus one. I'm kind of fucking up the potential party plans because it's one thing to ask for two spots. Another thing to ask for a third um, but yeah, Drake's having a party on Friday, uh, which we might try to weasel our way into. Um, there's a sports illustrated party. There's uh, I think Shaq has a party. Gronk has a party. It's in Phoenix. Um, it's during the waste management golf tournament. So there's just a lot of stuff going on down there, but, uh, it works out because just for the record, the band has been working incredibly hard. We've been in the studio, uh, for the last couple of weeks. Uh, and so we've been getting a lot of stuff done, a lot of good material. I got to say. Seems like you get all the spoils though. <laughs> <laughs> the band works hard and Max goes to the Super Bowl. What? <laughs> well, no, it's only because I asked though. Like I'm sure, I'm sure if any of them had the wherewithal to like, I don't know, put it out there. They could probably figure out how to get into stuff. They just don't like, for instance, Mike D got this amazing new guitar. It's like this Fender Jaguar. It's so sick. It's the Johnny Mars signature guitar. Johnny Mars played in the Smiths. He's played with lots of bands. People love it. He's had this guitar for a couple months. Uh, you know, it's not in his nature to think, Oh, we should post this, uh, guitar on Arkell's Instagram. Cause it's like a new thing that music fans would like. Anyway, we're done in the studio one day. I'm going around. I'm just taking photos of just stuff because I'm also like the fucking content guy. I take a photo <laughs> of Mike's guitar 
I put it in our Insta story. Uh, I tag Johnny Marr and Fender just because that's best practice of what you do. Like an hour later, Johnny Marr is sharing our Instagram post and, you know, and Fender surely saw it. And it's just like, it's not rocket science. You just got to, you got to put stuff out there and see what comes back, you know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how does this, wait, how does this pertain to you going to all the fun stuff? Oh, just because, because I, 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 I text Steve Mayer. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Steve, I'm going to the game. And then he's like, oh, you should be the judge. Uh, you know what yes, I'm saying? You got just got to like got the wherewithal. The, the rest of the guys are just idiots. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying that, though, to be fair, um, book club Maddie says that, uh, I, I'm no one likes asking for stuff more than me. <laughs> like That's accurate. I, I, he was, he was like, he's like, cause Matt, Maddie's best pals are myself and our other childhood friend, uh, David Lawrence, who's the, the, the blue Jays team doctor, uh, who I've probably mentioned on the spot before. And Matt's always like, David Lawrence will never ask for literally anything, even though he's like a respected, like family physician, beloved by all of his friends, the Blue Jays team doctor. He would never even ask for like an Arkells ticket, even though he'd be like the first person who deserves an Arkells ticket. You, Max, on the other hand, you will ask for anything. <laughs> you know, this actually reminds me because I was texting with Book Club Maddie uh, a bit ago, and he was saying that you guys, Nick Nurse, was hosting a Super Bowl party that you guys mm. were going to go to. Do, does you going to the actual Super Bowl now screw up that party? Oh, like you won't question. be going. Does Matt? Because I know Matt's got his own thing with Nick going on. Yeah, does I, he still I, you get know, to honestly, go? Honestly, it's funny, like uh, because uh, you know they become friends, right? Yeah. Like they, they they share a lot of common interest, and and Nick's a very you know, curious guy and Matt's got lots to say. I don't know what exactly the nature of the relationship, but <laughs> I, I, but sometimes I wonder like, how much are they texting? Are they texting more than Nick and I? And sometimes I have to <laughs> scold Matt, Matt, how much are you texting? Are you texting Nick more than me? No, no, no. And, <laughs> but they, they get along great. I hope, I hope he goes to the party. I'm sure it'll, I'm sure it'll be great. Yeah. I don't know. Is Will Forte <laughs> going to be there? At the, at the at Nick Nurse's Super Bowl party? No, at the real Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, didn't uh, we run into Will Forte yeah. at last year's Super oh, Bowl? It was team? in LA last year. It was uh, in LA, but maybe life is a flat circle, man. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll time is a flat circle. Maybe, maybe I'll see. It is a uh, yeah, it's a good question. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that I got to be able to meet some people down there. I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. We will see. Uh, anyway, guys, um, you know what would be awesome yeah. Yeah, is what? if you were about to get into the Drake party, but then. Uh, Who's that guy that you gave the two? Oh, Matthew Kachuk. Kachuk's just—he's best friends with Drake, standing beside him, and he's just—he's like, no, nah. he, he, he just nods his head, no, and then you guys get booted. That That'd be a be good curb episode. Maybe I should text yeah. uh, Dennis, Drake's dad. Yeah, we can have a reunion. Maybe he—he'll probably be there, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. And the uncle too. Drake's uncle was a stand-in for Drake's dad in that video. A lot of people don't That's know that. Right for one of the scenes. That's yeah. so funny. I forgot about that, man. Um. But yeah, it was it was a great weekend. Florida, warm, etc. All good. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Anyway, what, what do you guys do this week? What's up? Do you, you I, I basically got off the plane and I and I, I missed 135 text messages, and the majority of them were the best hang group chat with producer Nathan and, and Ash giving commentary on the Grammys. Did you guys watch the Grammys? <laughs> no, did, did but I, I woke up today and I saw that the woman who presented the Grammy to Harry Styles is somebody Alex knows as a TikToker. So Alex's friend recorded her grandmother talking about Harry Styles. The video went kind of viral. And then she's talking to Alex. She's like, oh, they're, um, my grandmother's getting to meet Harry at a meet and greet or something. Turns out that was a lie. And she actually got to go fly down to the Grammys and present Harry with the album of the year award. It's, it was an amazing moment on the show. I, yeah, I got home and I watched uh, like Ash had taped it and I watched it. And it's one of those things like, you know, as a TikTok person, you see somebody else do something and it takes off and you're kind of like, fuck, why didn't I think to do something like that? Or oh, I'm sure mm. nothing that great will come of it. And now this woman's account is blowing up even more. And she put the video of herself filming her grandma hugging Harry on like the TV and now that video is going viral. So, 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 so in your brain, so like when you do what, what <laughs> many people do, like you said, mm-hmm. are you like, shit, we should have filmed Lorna. Like, are you trying to retroactively think what you could have done? I, it's just, I don't know. It's that jealous type feeling. Like, you know, I filmed Alex opening her birthday or her Christmas gifts and she cried. And then that got 3 million views. And it's mm. something so simple mm. can take off. And it's like, ah, I'm sure you feel it all the time, Max, when you're, Watching someone else's, some other band's TikTok. Oh, sure. Eh, kind of. I don't know if I really feel, get, actually get jealous, but I know what you're talking about. Um, it's so fucking random though. You know, yeah, it with, is. with the stuff that, that goes viral, it's like, sometimes I think that I have like such a great idea and no one gives a shit. You know, you know, just the rule. It's like the thing you think is going to do great does badly. And the thing that you think no one will give a fuck about, you know, can go gangbusters. Funny so. granny though, will always break the algorithm. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Funny granny, uh, annoyed teenager. Yeah, crying, crying will work because you're like, why is this person crying? You'll give it that extra two seconds. Uh-huh. It is so funny to think about like the aesthetics of like virality, virality. virality Isn't virality is like right? boning? Like how good you are? Yeah, at it? Virality is when you're really horny. <laughs> virile. V- vir- v- but yeah, it, yeah you're, you can be virile, but then you have good virality. Yeah. Great. <laughs> it's true. Look just it like I'm looking it up. Okay. Vitality? Vitality? Virality. Uh, virality. It's for people who virality. are virile. They have good virality. I believe you. Virality. The the tendency of an 
image, video, or piece of information to be circulated rapidly. You're so looking that's, up virality. So how would you spell virality? How, well, let's figure out how to spell viral first. <laughs> this is good. This is good. We're, this, this is, is great content, guys. We've viral. become an educational podcast. Viral man. <laughs> The Vero. best Hank podcast, okay. providing v lessons in spelling and okay. definitions. Wait, it's V-I-R-I-L-E. That's virile. Yeah. Now look up, add a T-Y to it or T -Y? something. T-Y? Okay, here we go. You're good. <laughs> in a man, the quality of having strength, energy, and a strong sex drive. Manliness. So I was right. Of course, you there were. There we go. Yeah. There you, there you go. go. Okay, sorry. What were we talking about? about? Like, hold on. I just hold just, on. I just just for one thing, I just want to make sure we're pronouncing it right because now we've learned a new <laughs> word today, which is good. So here we go. Get ready. Vera. Virility. 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 Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yes. Noted. Okay. Noted. It's funny though. It's like, do you guys think about that? Um, let's talk shop here for a second. Let's get into the biz. When it comes to like writing ad spots. <laughs> you are, did you just bust out Harvey Firestein again? <laughs> let's you know, get into the biz. Do you know who that was? That was a Martin Short's character. <laughs> yes. Jiminy Glick. Yes. Jiminy Glick. <laughs> you were Jiminy Glick there. Let's talk about the biz. Let's talk about the biz. <laughs> we're all talking about let's the biz. Can we go real low? Let's get into the biz. <laughs> no. I just, I just think about like what any kind of advertising means at all anymore. Like what makes a good ad? What makes you, what's the point of advertising? I guess it's just like awareness, obviously, but <laughs> just in relation to like the way we, we consume TikToks and just that style of like emotional connection and any of the tricks that would have worked 10 years ago or coming up, like what's a good ad spot would just seem so dated and kind of lame and would just kind of, Go over people's heads like people like there's so much advertising around us all the time that we don't even like really notice it anymore how we reach peak advertising like what, what do you make of this uh concept that i'm bringing here i think people love ads and the super bowl really brings <laughs> out how much people love advertisements because all the best ads come out all the funniest ones people will actually a lot of people they're watching the first football game they've seen all year is the super bowl but they yeah. won't skip the commercials. It's really what almost they're there for the halftime show and the commercials because they're so funny. And that's what you want. You don't want to feel like you're watching an ad. You want to laugh and watch like a little skit or really an emotional piece. But 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 the reason what makes those awesome is that like they're obviously just like the biggest stars in the world with the, like the biggest budgets. But just like mm -hmm. normal ads. It's just like if you're like a Canadian advertising agency and you're just like putting ads on television or you're making ads for you know, Instagram videos or whatever. Yeah. It's like, how do, how do you even, well, which know, what you're through. talking about is like sort of an, an overall issue, which is like, yeah, if, if you can have everything all the time and everybody's funny and everybody goes viral and everybody gets 3 million views on a TikTok, like nothing has value. If everything mm. is everything and everyone can go viral, like meaning like that girl, you're talking about Shane that went viral with her grandma, there's going to be something next week that goes viral. So it's like, and not everybody can all monetize all the time or to highlight. It's just like, so like what stands out? How do you stand out when everything stands out all the time? It's like nothing, nothing has value because everything mm -hmm. is great. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, how do you cut through? And then what does cutting through even mean? Like, does I it mean, get shared for 24 hours? And then that's yeah, it. Honestly, I, you can monetize a video. If your video gets a million or over, and everybody's getting a million. That means a lot of people are seeing it. And it seems like because TikTok, the way the algorithm is, you only really see the ones that break through. 
but there's billions that aren't. It just seems like everything's breaking through because all you're seeing is viral. But that's it. If you get a million or over, you're killing it and you're making that company a lot of money. Right. Right. But I just wonder how long it, but it just feels like everybody can get a million now. You know what I mean? They can't. It seems very common. Everyone thinks that if everyone could, they would, you know what I mean? Like it seems easy because I just filmed my wife crying and I didn't even think about it. And that's one of the most successful videos. However, I've done plenty where I put so much thought into it and assumed it would go viral and it did not. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess what I mean though, is like on the scale of like, there's somebody in San Diego, there's somebody in Calgary, there's, there's, there's literally like hundred people in each of these cities. And a lot of them are doing a million. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, not just like ours or like everybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody, like if 5,000 people can all get a million going, I just like, I guess that's what I'm saying is like, as, as it goes further and further what the companies are getting out of it that do advertise with like TikTokers and things like that. I just wonder like on a grand scale, which kind of gets back to Max's question about ads cutting through is it's like, is like, like how much money do you invest in an ad to pay for an ad? And then what, what, like how, what's a successful metric for an ad? You know, mm-hmm. is it views when everything's being viewed? I don't know. I don't know the it's, answer. It's click, click through rate. So of your ad, if you associate a link with it, it, they can see if you have like a promo code, how many people are using that. Right. And usually what's that? What's fucked though is that, and I I get all that, is that normally there'd be some sort of correlation between like budget and time thought with the, with like the attention and the click throughs Mm -hmm. it would get. Like just because, you know, you'd want, you know, something that like looks really sharp and has like a, a really smart concept that you know, is going to be the thing that gets people to pay attention. Now it seems like there could be a cheap, stupid thing that just grabs people's attention and it costs no money. And it's just like, and you just tried it and it worked, which is, which is why it's kind of like, it just feels like a real free for all. Like all the gatekeepers (laughs) that used to be in charge are like, ah, you know what? Like, sure. You can spend $10 million producing and writing and da, 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 da. When really it's just like, oh, just film somebody's grandma crying. And that actually is going to do a better job. The strategy with a lot of companies now is to contact 30 creators Mm-hmm. Uh, give them all a very low amount of money in the grand scheme of things, What like way less than it would cost to actually shoot a high-budgeted thing. Yeah. And then 5% of those people are probably going to have videos that kind of take off. And they just know most of these videos mm-hmm. aren't, but aren't we know good. some yeah. will. And overall, we're spending less than paying like $180,000 to shoot a commercial, which is very cheap, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that what you're getting to, Max, too, is like, how like the nature of how do you repeat success? Like, so like in the past, the old paradigm is like, you know how to make a good commercial. It takes this amount of money. You get good writers, Mm -hmm. you get good actors, you get a good concept. We put that commercial on TV. Everybody watches it. Like, it's like, we can repeat that over and over. We know how to make, it's like, we know how to make a good song. You know how to make a good commercial, whatever. There's sort of a structure. It seems like in it with online advertising or like creators as advertisers, it's not repeatable. Like it's too random. It's just like, it's a formula. They have it worked out. I'm telling you, they they don't know who or how. They just know they have the odds figured out. If they usually actually pool like 100 people and they act like they're interested in you, then you apply. Then from that pool of 100, they narrow it down to like 30. Then they kick them all out the door. They don't know who or what is going to actually make it. Right. But they know a very low percentage is. And that's all they give a shit. And they've realized that that's cheaper than doing an ad that like, you know, I, I said $180,000, but most likely you're spending $500,000 to make yeah. a fancy car commercial where you throw, you know, some creator in a Kia and are like, here's my new Kia. And they, they you know, you shoot it and they pay them $1,500 
you do that times 30 and then five of those videos take off, your reach is way better off than if you put all your eggs into that one expensive basket. So it seems like they can't predict it and you're right, they can't, but the formula almost guarantees that a small percentage of those people that they've curated are going to take off. And they're getting paid lower because they know the odds that their video is going to break through. So they don't feel too bad too, or, or that guilty when their ad doesn't get that many videos. You know, mm -hmm. we've filmed ads that have just tanked, like not even gotten a thousand views. And then we filmed <laughs> one that got 1.4 million. So on that one, we got ripped off on that because we got paid so low. On the one that yeah. got a thousand, we felt like we were robbing them. And that's just kind of how it works. <laughs> Start the car. Um, but Mike, back to the Grammys for a second. Did you watch them, Mike? No, uh, there was a really important uh, Raptors Memphis game uh, on yeah. that was completely meaningless in the grand scheme of things. But you know, I, I, the team's in a, de a death spiral, so I needed to watch and see how Scotty Barnes did in crunch time. So I wasn't watching, and then last night was Last of Us night. However, I gotta mm. say, uh, uh, Nathan Nash and Ash were going back and forth, sort of doing like, they were like live blogging live tweeting, or texting, basically. live yeah. tweeting yeah. the Grammys, which was an awesome way to consume it. Cause every once in a while I'd pause what I was watching and then I would just go on Twitter and I would type in what they said, like say it was like Harry's performance or whatever, someone's speech. And I would just, I just watched the little clip and then I'd know what they were talking about. And it was a great yeah. way to consume it. It was great. It was fun landing and just seeing all the, all the commentary. Um, I gotta say, man, you know, I, it, Mike, it feels like you have a really good uh, tw Twitter algorithm that you've refined and you yeah. love. And, yeah. Uh, and, I, and I like getting there. And a good tweet, there's like, you know, like the, the pinnacle of a good tweet that is just like so succinctly says the funny thing or the great observation is one of like the highest forms of like great art to me. You know, it's like when someone <laughs> just nails it, it's really mm -hmm. just so impressive. I would say though that like, and I love that about Twitter. I truly do. And I love like, the gossipy parts of it, like NBA culture on Twitter. I'd say like 99% of people that hang out on Twitter all day long uh, are fucking losers though. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell us how you really feel. Well, it just, it's just like, I mean, I don't know. I've been trying to do this thing lately. It was just the opposite mm -hmm. of what I literally just said, where I just trying to like post kind of interesting, like, but sort of positive things that kind of make me laugh and smile. And, but just like the meanness from people that, especially on the left, I mean, there's, there's lunatics on the right too, but the, like the meanness and condescension um, and just sort of like group think and like in group, out group, like cool kids, all that stuff that happens on Twitter with like the blue check marks and stuff. I just find it be so lame and such a waste of time. And so unhelpful to the world. I don't know. It's, it's a snarky in high app. school. Reddit it's and Twitter are, you know, neck and neck for what's snarkier. I think Reddit's got them beat a little bit. You're rewarded for being like particularly snarky and clever in that way. Yeah. It just, it just, it just kind of bums me out that like, uh, I don't know. Just, it's just the attitudes on there. It's just like, so I was like, oh, why would you? It's a bad place to hang. Yeah. Unless when it's really good. I don't know. But it's addicting to kind of watch a car wrecked and see Twitter fights and whatnot. It's just, if you're in it, it sucks. And like, you, you see this anywhere now too. Like, honestly, like some, somebody sent me a video of uh, some basketball thing and it was whatever. And they were like, the comments are hilarious, but it was a TikTok thing. And so it's like, people are still making the same jokes in the TikTok comments yeah. on certain videos yeah. and they're being just as fucking mean. Like, it's like, it's kind of just this, it, it's, Everything, the internet is pretty much a cesspool, you know, where yeah. it's like, if yeah, you go sure. for the LOLs and you can take like the bits that kind of work, but you do realize it's like this sort of like, 
it's like there's people doing things like whatever you want to call that, the, the doers or maybe the cool kids or the famous, whatever. And then it's kind of like the rest of everybody else either making fun or making jokes just because it's like, what else are people going to do? Mm. What you can't do, though, is spend your whole day engaged in that. You know what I mean? It's just mm. like you got to kind of do something yourself. And that's finding the balance. Like I love opening up Twitter when I'm sitting and watching a Raptors game because it's kind of perfect to consume. You, yeah. You've got the hoops on in the background and it's like. I think that's the way to consume, but you can't, but it it can be depressing. I find so much of mm. social media, like, yeah. like Well, it's just, it's cowardly is what is why I'm yeah. kind of annoyed by it. Cause it's just like, so easy to talk shit when you're just like, obviously behind, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a but phone. you say it to Max's <laughs> face, he'll knock you out. <laughs> <laughs> if you say it to my face, I'll enjoy it. It's like that guy at the bar who, yeah. who, who, who's bad at the vaccines right? up your ass. But do you ever in get some ways, that? You know, but in some ways too, though, I guess I would say is it's like every, like, it's like, like I can think of <laughs> like people do things, right? Like Max, you have opinions on mm-hmm. movies or other artists that you share that you won't say on Twitter, no. but it's like, all it is, is like sort of people putting down in writing what you're also saying at but dinner. The, but the difference, I don't know, just the medium is the message. You know, it's like, it is. What, I, I, what I, what I just said to you, the way we're talking about right here. Yeah. I think is more nuanced and interesting than me yeah. tweeting. People who hang out on Twitter all day are fucking losers. You guys all fucking, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that would be a mean tweet. Me trying to articulate going, you know what? The world is a fucked up comp complicated place. It's one thing to have like legitimate grievances. It's another thing just to be a snarky asshole. And why would you want to spend your entire day being a snarky asshole to people that you may or may not meet one day? And you're just like trying to prove to your other friends that followed you on Twitter that you're kind of cool. Like, I don't know. There's no like real form of like advocacy or justice that happens on, on well, it's Twitter. Just the, it's the I don't thing. know. Everybody's I, a critic. Everybody's a critic. And it, it was happening long before Twitter when we would all talk about a movie or anything like that. It's just people are writing it down now. You know, which is not don't get to thing. hear the tone of their voice. And it no. matters. Yeah. Like when I'm like, shut up. That's kind of funny. But if I just yeah. put shut up to somebody or fuck off, it seems like I'm being mean. Yeah. 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 Well, that's why podcasts are the fucking best because you can actually have conversations and you hear the tone of their voice. You can extrapolate. You can kind of go back and forth. There's like, you know what I mean? Like there's a generosity there. Um, yeah. I just, it, it, yeah. And it's just also, it's like, if you're going to be, yeah, and I get it. Like, there's some like journalists who's like, it's my job to like report the news, and that's that's the journalist's responsibilities. That's the code. It's like, sure, okay, it's one thing to report the news. It's another thing to give like your editorial commentary on on everything, and then also like like throw a fit when things don't go go your way. Don't, don't you find that there's like whether it's sports or politics or community or whatever, it's like it's one thing if you're a journalist that's like reporting the news. It's something that's happening, and you're like observing, and you're just like writing down like the factual observation. That's one thing. It's another thing though. To like do that and then kind of then go into editorializing and going yeah. and then and then start throwing a fit about it or, or making a snarky thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, well, they're less reporters. Up. They're more personalities. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, like I, I and, and there are some instances when I absolutely love love a snarky person. So I'm not uh, I'm not saying I'm above any of it. And, and also there's probably lots of tweets that I've made that are snarky, fucking stupid, asshole things to yeah, do. Yeah, but you're well, being so. funny like Larry David, right? When you do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But do you ever get the reports? I'm sure you do of how much screen time you've had in the oh, last little God. It, I, I don't even know how it happens. I got one last week and I actually, I improved this week. So this week it said <laughs> your screen time is down 
25%. So I'm excited. I huh. look at my phone to check the number. Only five hours and 43 <laughs> minutes per yeah, day. It's brutal. It's brutal. It's How so is that possible? Brutal. Is this counting as screen time right now? Or am I, I actually know. staring at my phone that much? Because it seems impossible. But Mike, you had a funny tweet about um, the NBA trade deadline week. Oh, yeah. Did you send, Wait, you send tweet that? Mike? No, no, no. He tweeted. Oh, he I tweeted somebody tweet. else's. Oh, oh, I don't engage. Come on, man. That, it's a poison. I was going to say that's spend, so No, people that wild. spend all day on Twitter are fucking losers. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I, uh, yeah, there was somebody tweeted. It was he's like an NBA reporter, but he said something like, the week of the NBA trade deadline, you shouldn't even be given like the hourly report. Because if you are, if I am refreshing Twitter all the time for like potential Raptors trades. Like, obviously, like I love hoops as like my highest myth. And Twitter is a good sort of thing. But anyway, I put it in the group about the tweet about you know, the screen time. And I was like, tell this to my wife. Am I right, fellas? You know, so you're, you know, that like classic joke. Cause you know, you get the whole, like, can you please put down your phone? And it's like, it's yeah. fucking trade deadline. It's week. Trade, uh, actually yeah. speaking of that, it was okay. So I'm going to contradict everything I just said. <laughs> I it. love it. Is that, um, in our group chat for NBA, which is very lively, very fun, very smart. Like the commentary of the, like, you know, uh, Mike especially and Derek Hoffman and Simon Lambeck and just like all of our buddies and, and you know Sean's got like quick ones like it's great um Derek drops a oh boy in the chat in like big capital letters something like that and I was like okay what well, something happened what happened what happened what happened and the race to go to Twitter to see <laughs> what happened was yeah. so fucking exciting it turned out that Kyrie Irving got traded to the Dallas Mavericks. And, and that gives he me a did? lot to think about. As, yeah. yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. I thought he was it going was to crazy. Phoenix for some reason. No, no. Oh, that was a rumor. So then, so then I'm like, this is fascinating. And if you don't follow the NBA, Kyrie Irving is a famously antagonistic person who is very fun to hate now, basically. He went from kind of a, like a lovable, quirky, like incredibly talented dude into sort of like an anti-vaxxer. Lovably, possibly quirky, incredibly talented. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, are you anti-vaxxer, yeah. anti-Semite? Like, what is it? Well, it was so, like the world, the world is flat was kind of charming. Like, it's like, yeah. oh, he's entertaining, you know, obviously something yeah. science has disproven to then obviously like anti-vaxxing, however you feel about that. And then promoting a film that was anti-Semitic, which was the thing that got him really booted out of the league for like seven days. So I know I just said that I don't like it when people are mean on Twitter, but people being funny and mm -hmm. sort of mean about Kyrie Irving and that was so fucking enjoyable to me. <laughs> like, you're allowed to do it for a professional athlete, right? Uh, they can take it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> because because people, the commentary, like, Rosillo actually said this on his podcast. He's like, I wouldn't even, what do you say? Something like, I wouldn't take five dollars from Kyrie Irving. I wouldn't like, borrow that's five how, bucks mm -hmm. off of Kyrie. I wouldn't Kyrie. borrow five bucks yeah. from Kyrie Irving. I was like, that's he's like, and anyway, so there's a lot of that. He had on. a great he had a great joke too, not to get deep into the basketball stuff, but basically, like the reason that the Mavs took this chance, obviously they're owned by Mark Cuban from Shark Tank fame, and he takes big swings. This is obviously it was kind of like a a buy low, like they, you know, what they traded isn't worth Kyrie's talent, but Kyrie comes with, like we just said, so much baggage. And you don't know, like Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie might play two, three games with Luca and then retire because he's annoyed like it could you, anything could happen with Kyrie so it's like anything you give up it might be a sunk cost but anyway everyone's going well the Mavs GM this guy Nico Harrison used to be like a Nike exec and he was like the hip Nike exec that like brought in Kyrie like a half decade ago or whatever when he was a Nike guy so like they're like oh Nico knows Kyrie he'll keep him in line like Jason Kidd you know he's got a relationship with Kyrie they'll keep him in line and it's like Ryan Masillo was saying he's like 
Kevin Durant was Kyrie's best friend. They went to Brooklyn together to win a championship. And he he fucked him over so bad. He just stabbed yeah. him in the back. You think he cares about some executive he hung out with at Nike five years ago? Yeah, it's more like, than Kevin Durant, the, the Kevin best Durant. player in the league. <laughs> and if you're talking about like a former Hall of Fame like point guard as your head coach, he just shanked Steve Nash. He just got Steve <laughs> Nash fired. It's like, you think he gives a shit about Jason Kidd? Like, basically, Kyrie's <laughs> going to do what Kyrie wants to do. And all this, like, you know, Mavs going, no, no, we think we got an infrastructure here that that can sort of handle Doesn't Kyrie. Matter. It's like, maybe, but I don't know. I think Kyrie's going to be Kyrie. But KD is hard to get along with, too, isn't he? No, he's not. <laughs> it, it, he's kind of weird. KD, KD seems like he's know. a little weird. Know. He had that it, fake Twitter account, remember? And he was commenting. Yeah, weird, but I think as an NBA teammate and someone to play with, he's actually quite yeah. easy well, What I mean I is, if like with a, the relationship player to player, is probably more contentious and has ebbs and flows more than when you really like an executive. That mm. relationship's probably easier to maintain a friendliness with than a player who every day you're going to battle with. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I find that with like a boss I really like. If I work with him for 10 years, we've probably never had one argument. But like my closest friend, I hate him every other week. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I think the exec relationship is probably more solid than it. we give credit for. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Mm, All right. I like, I like it. It's a good zag. Well, Guys, Maxi, Maxi, literally, this has never happened. Instead of saying, "Well, we should probably wrap it up," he twirled his finger in the air on Zoom. <laughs> Whoa, he gave us it cool, yeah, like, acting like he likes played. potting. Yeah, <laughs> you were like a like a floor director there with your headphones and your fucking <laughs> finger twirl. All I'm right, let's wrap it up. All the time in my head. Yeah. Listen, I'm taking photos of Mike's guitar. I'm yeah. judging contests. I'm thinking about the TikTok angle. I'm wrapping up this podcast. Oh my god, he's now counting down with his fingers: ten, <laughs> nine, eight, seven, six. That's funny. He's got some uh, scrolling right. to do, yeah. <laughs> He's jumping on Twitter. Uh, all right. Thanks so much for listening. That's it. That's all. That's our episode. Uh, thank you to Nathan Nash for producing the damn thing. Thank you to Manager Ass for everything she does. Uh, guys, it's been a pleasure. Um, and I guess I'll see you soon. Been a good hang. Maybe the best. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.